Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. We're excited to bring you today's episode with something really special, which we really hope you'll lean into and listen as we get the opportunity to talk to uh, one of our good friends that we've gotten to meet now, actually out on our trip to Wyoming here recently. We talked about that a little bit in our last episode, and we wanted to bring uh, our friend Frank, uh, or as you're going to find out, he is more well-known as Fish Hands Frankie, or as we like to call him, Fast Hands Frankie. We got to meet Frank on the uh, Instagrams, actually, first, and so a really cool way to get to meet him. Uh, he bought a boat really similar to us not very long ago, and uh, so we've been talking back and forth about that, and then we got the exciting opportunity to meet up with him out in Wyoming to fish together along with the whole River Rat crew, and uh, so we're going to have a great conversation with him, and we hope you'll enjoy that. But before we dive into that, we just want to thank everyone who continues to rate and review our podcast. You can do that wherever you get your podcast on Spotify or on Apple Podcast. And uh, we had an awesome one for Mr. J Hindi 18. Uh, he also has a YouTube channel called Blue Liner Fly Fishing. He gave us a five-star review and just said that episode 30 really resonated with him. Uh, two years ago, he decided that fly fishing would fly fishing would be his only hobby. While he only got married just two years ago, he's been flipping houses, working, uh, involved heavily in his church, and trying to get a YouTube channel started. But So in doing all that, he's gained some valuable advice about trying to juggle and balance the responsibilities and necessities of life with his one and only hobby that he plans to immerse himself into. Couldn't listen to enough of the podcast. He's sure one day when he becomes a dad that he will be a foot ahead of himself just because he's listened. Man, Hindi 18 thank you so much for that review. We cannot thank you enough for that. And we ask you, if you can, please take a minute to rate and review this podcast. Reviews really help get the word out about new podcasts. And so we are excited for everyone who continues to do that. All right. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode and our conversation with Fish Hands Frankie. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. I am Caleb Simmons, alongside my brother, Joshua Simmons, and welcome to episode 34. We are so glad you are hanging out with us, and uh, we got something really special in it for you tonight. So, Joshua, go ahead and tell them what's happening tonight. So, tonight, we thought we would uh, re- a little more in-depth recap of our trip out west and uh, the first episode, we really kind of went heavy on some airport stuff. Tonight, we're going to go heavy with one of the coolest people we met in Wyoming, if not the coolest guy that Absolutely. we got to fish with for two solid days. And so uh, tonight, we're joined by Mr. Fish Hands Frankie, as we like to call him, just Frank, or I like to call him Fast Hands Frankie, which we're going to figure we'll tell out. that story here in a minute. But uh, Frank, how you doing tonight, man? Oh man, I couldn't be any better. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm still recovering from the trip. We just had so many laughs and good times and uh, settled back into the dad life this week. But um, thanks again, guys, for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you. So let's let's get the um, a few things out of the way first, and then we'll go into some more uh, insider knowledge from the trip. But how when did uh, Frank start fly fishing? Oh man, that's a great question. Um, three, four years ago, I, uh, I got back into, into fishing in general. I'd taken a break. Um, I grew up fishing with my dad and, uh, I consider myself pretty lucky. I think I had one of the best dads in the world. Uh, but he passed when I was 13. So I took a little bit of a a hiatus after fishing around with my great uncles, uh, up in the Hills in New Hampshire and Vermont. And, uh, I had my son, he's six now. And, you know, before the pandemic hit, thank God we started getting out, outside again. And, uh, I just love being on the water with him. We were going bass fishing on gear, you know, smallmouth here in Missouri is an incredible thing. Um, but the story behind fly fishing is my, uh, my wife scheduled a father's day trip for her dad and me. And, uh, the place was fly, fly fishing only. <laughs> so <laughs> we took, we took a little drive over to T Hargrove fly shop here in, uh, here in St. Louis, Missouri. And, 
And those guys, you know, hooked me up and man, I got hooked from the, the second we hit the water with those flat rods, we were flailing around. We had no idea what we were doing, but we still caught a couple of trout. So we've just been doing it ever since, man. I love it. So your wife is uh, responsible for all this. Does she, does she now maybe have a little, Oh man, what did I do? There. Yeah. I, uh, I try to remind her of that when <laughs> I'm on my 10th fishing trip of the month. You know, um, yeah, it's all her fault. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you, you've been fishing three, four years, but when did, uh, let's just go ahead and tell everybody fish hands, Frankie on Instagram and, and YouTube. And I want to talk about the YouTube thing here in a minute, but where did right fish on. hands, Frankie come from? And I know so, you're pretty good at creating content. So tell us how that started. <laughs> Thanks. I've, I've had some good mentors. I'll tell you that. Um, we'll get into that in a minute, but, uh, yeah, it, it all started. I've been, I've been playing drums my whole life. Um, played in bands around, uh, New England now in the Midwest. I, I still play in a band called the stars go out and, uh, my handle on Instagram for, for all my drumming stuff is fast hands, Frankie. It's kind of a, a nickname. <laughs> it's in, you guys seen the hands in motion. So we have, uh, we will tell that story in a minute. <laughs> um, it's a nickname I've had for a long time. And, uh, when I got into fly fishing, I, I just wanted to start making, you know, documenting some of the memories out in the water for my son. Um, you know, we're not on this planet forever. And I thought it'd be a really nice thing for him to have, you know, 20, 40, 60 years from now, <laughs> if we make it that far. Right. Um, and, uh, so one of my buddies, AJ was joking with me. He's like, Hey man, why don't you call your channel fish hands, Frankie? I was like, as funny as that sounds, it's not a half bad idea. So <laughs> just kind of stuck, you know. I love it, man. I got me a solid fish hands Frankie hat. Sweet logo. I worn it tonight. So uh, first press. Yeah, man. First press. Love it. Love it. Shout out to Icon and Inc. here in St. Louis. Uh, Andy did a really nice job on them. I'm glad I could uh, bring those out to Utah and hand them to you guys in person. That was great. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Um, I, I got to thinking while he was saying that he's leaving uh, like his family, all these beautiful videos himself and all our kids will have is us talking. <laughs> <laughs> we keep hanging out. They'll have more than that. We're going to have Frank coming down and videoing maybe, us a lot. Maybe we're going to make, are we going to make the, uh, the newest, the upcoming YouTube fish and Frankie video? Oh yeah. There'll, there'll be content from uh, Utah. I can't promise a lot of fish. Unless yeah. 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 <laughs> For sure. A few whitefish, maybe. Oh man, I think as as Cam put it from uh, Tailwalkers, right? Yeah, all the whitefish you can ask for. Yeah, um, absolutely. So we're right, we're talking about it, so we might as well go into it. So uh, we meet Frank on uh, Friday. Well, we were we were fortunate enough to get to know Frank via Instagram already. Before I know we went like, out to to Utah, but that was I mean, tell the story of how we got to know him. So uh, just getting to know you through Instagram. We both. I think we both bought rats at really similar times. The river, yeah. rat, the, the fly raft that we use, the fishing raft that we use. And, um, yep. So I feel like that's where, that's where the relationship began was through the wonderful, wonderful network of social media, which is, uh, I'm glad we get to use it for a good thing from time to time. I, I experienced nothing but positivity out of, out of social media, man. I feel like I've fallen into the right niche. Yeah. of uh of connections you know fly fishing is a community river rats a community i had yeah. no idea how many like-minded conservation forward anglers are out there that love those rafts i mean yeah. stoked you know? yeah we didn't even give a we forgot on our last episode to give a big shout out to cooper man we had a great time hanging with cooper both days yeah. his wife and you know they're uh they were they're awesome they're awesome people and had a dog to hang out with and they got to do some fishing with us and uh they were kind of like us. We, I told Caleb, they were kind of the, the weekend warrior average, you know, doesn't get to do this every day. And so it was cool to hang out with them, but, but let's yeah. start with, uh, the meeting of fish hands, Frankie in person, Caleb and I got to Utah a little early. So we actually were fortunate enough to get on the river that afternoon and we didn't wait. We went straight to the river. Yeah. And, Brian, uh, Brian was like, we could wait around for everybody. We were like, it's going to be like five hours. We can get some time in the water. So that's when I landed that nice trout that we posted a picture of today. And uh, we went out there and fished and Brian made the statement. Uh, 
you guys take as long as you want. And that was a really bad statement because it was still daylight. So. <laughs> yeah, we were going to stay till dark. We'd been up since 3 a.m., but we, we didn't were, care. We were fishing hard, so we were still fishing. We get back to the hotel, and uh, we were a little hungry. I think Frank had came in with our, our man, Lane. Right, Frank? Coming in hot, yeah. yeah Lane, and, man. Uh, we, were, yep. we were all a little hungry, and we, we haven't really talked about this on the pod, but the town we were staying in in Wyoming, it was – it, it was not a metropolitan area, <laughs> to say it, the least. It had missed a few decades, I'd say. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's a good so, way to put it. So yeah. we, you know, gentlemen that we are, begin to uh, go hard in search of some food. Correct? Oh, boy. Yeah. Desperado. Our, our first spot was... Well, every, every small town in America, I feel like, has to have a good Mexican restaurant. So that was our first stop. Like, we 100% like, correct. Yeah, like that, we, we went to the Mexican restaurant we saw on the side of the road. And we're like, we got to go here. It stays and, open uh, until at least the 7.30 p.m. at night, right? <laughs> you would think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, so here, I, I'm still, the verdict's still out on that. I don't know if that restaurant saw us coming. It was like, no, we're closed. Like, we can't, we can't handle this. We saw the boats in the back of the truck, and they're like, nope. <laughs> nope, we ain't having those type here. So, so they they told us no. And then our pilot lane mm-hmm. was like, well, there's a taco time down here, which I don't even know what a taco time is. We don't have those. And uh, it was dark as night when we pulled up to it. So that wasn't happening. The one street light in the town was turned off as we were pulling out of that Mexican parking lot. <laughs> and it was 8 p.m., 8.30. Like, and, it was not late. And so then lane called Rosie's Bar and Pizzeria. Incredible. God bless Rosie. Oh, uh, Samantha. God bless Rosie. Uh, whoever. Yeah, I think that and, was her name. And somebody answered, and our we got to share this episode with Lane. Make sure he listens. But Lane made the great line of, "You have pizza, ninja fight anybody who tries to come get it." <laughs> Do not let anyone. I believe yeah. he said I got a teacher and a preacher coming for that. Yeah, pizza. that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> He <laughs> says, there's four of us coming. One's a teacher, one's a preacher. You don't give that pizza to anybody unless they fit that bill. <laughs> like, <laughs> which I'm figuring at that time of night, on a Thursday night in that town, there would not be a preacher or a teacher going into Rosie's Pizzeria. <laughs> so that was a solid from Lane. We go in. Had some pretty decent pizza. Dude, it Rosie's. was all handmade. Yeah, man. That handmade dough good. was solid. I Big shout out the Rosies for the pod. If they, you know, want to sponsor an episode, we'll be happy to throw you in here. <laughs> Please believe me, they're definitely gonna be out of pizza now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is this when is making up there when their whole town listens to this episode, um, which means five people. But uh so you know, that was pretty solid. And that got our day started. And then the next day, um, we got out on on the boats mm. and uh and Frank took the oars and was a master. <laughs> We, uh, after an initial interesting river crossing, we started to figure out the flow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, like, I mean, talk about that a little bit. Like, this was, was this yeah. your first time floating? My first time rowing a rat on big western water for yeah. sure. You know, and when you can see the beginning of the tailwater 50 feet from the put in, you know, it's going to be a little bit interesting. But yeah. you guys had faith, you know, we, we strapped in, we got ready and. You know, we uh, we hit that initial uh, burst out of the dam and <laughs> kind of went flying a little bit. But you know, point at point at danger and row away from it, or just wait until you hit the bank and then pretend like you're going to fish there. <laughs> there you <laughs> you <know>? go. <laughs> so I felt like we did sometimes for sure. I thought he was awesome. Yeah, man, I thought you did solid. Probably probably more weight than you're used to as well. So oh, uh, it's big not boys the weight; there. it's the wind. Yeah. Oh man, good <laughs> grief. We could talk about that so for a while. We're mm. we're floating. We're fishing. And Frank's piloting Orman, just doing it up perfect. We solid get, job on solid job on the yeah. oars all day. And we get to this spot and uh Frank is like, Hey, this looks like a good spot to anchor. And I think we're all in agreement. Yeah, it was solid. It was good. I mean, so the stage cover. Yeah, Caleb yeah. was on the front of the boat. I was on the back of the boat. Frank was in the middle of the boat. Orin, and uh, he said, all right, we're going to anchor. And all of a sudden I hear, oh, snap. And he catches it. And uh, you want to tell it from your point of view there, Frank? Well, 
Well, I, um, my, let's start with this one fact, which is a really important fact. The rope attached to my anchor is very, very long. Same here. <laughs> this was not, was not the case on the boat we were on. It was not the case on this boat. Um, I, <laughs> they must be running that, that raft in uh, short water, man, skinny water. But um, our anchor that we had with us was not so small. No, it wasn't 50 pounds like Cooper's though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We weren't, we weren't rowing a Cadillac. That's for sure. When, remember when Cam said, I forget, I forget my anchor. I said, we'll cut Cooper's in half and give you that. <laughs> <laughs> and then both been fine. But, uh, well back to the rope. So I'm, I'm feeding rope and I'm thinking, Hey, this thing's going to catch any second now. And sure enough, I'm feeding rope and then my hands are empty and I see the thing go flying through the, uh, the, the little stop. And before I know it, you know, I'm reaching for the last half inch of that rope <laughs> and I cut it somehow. We, we saw fast hands, Frankie in action, all that drumming, man, that was good practice for that day. It, it, all the drumming you've been doing, let's be honest. It, it was made for that moment. So <laughs> I t- I'll tell you what, I saved 90 bucks on another, anchor. <laughs> <laughs> another anchor and rope. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to lose Brian, Brian's anchor in the water and then just walk away, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. One of us would have been swimming after it or something. That'd been real good. Um, so, uh, so that was kind of the first part of that trip this morning, that morning. And, yeah. Uh, like we've all, we've already said on the pod and, you know, we've talked about not just catching some whitefish and really nothing else. Um, but you know, we talked on our last episode and I think Frank, you're, you're kind of a lot like us, super optimistic, man. And just always positive. Yeah. And you were having a big time and, we weren't catching any fish and we were still just enjoying each other's co- I mean, we'd known each other for what, four or five hours. And yet we were just enjoying well, buddy, time on the man, water. Anybody, anybody that, um, signs up and says yes to a trip out of the blue to Utah. Um, and, and thanks again to Brian and the Walker family from river rat, but, uh, anybody that's willing to make that trip out there is good people. And you guys a lot like me. I mean, um, any day that I can afford to be out on the water, whether I catch fish or not, that place was beautiful, man. man, I mean, it blew me away. Just looking around. Eagle literally blew us away. Utes. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I've, I, first of all, I've not experienced wind like that. The W word in, in the rat. I mean, I, I've rode through, through some some technical so, water and whatnot, but the wind is another deal, man. So, so as we continue this morning, mid afternoon, maybe I don't remember. Yeah, Frank decides that he uh, you know finds a nice little spot to pull over to the shore, and I'm like, let me take it from here. I think I think what you said was, hey, that looks like a good spot to pull over right there and switch out. And you're like, let me give you a break. Let me get on the oars. I was like, oh, that's really nice of him. Let's fish a little bit, you know. But I'm thinking, I'm looking up there and I'm going, golly, it's going to be really tough to get out of here in the wind. But okay, like Joshua, if that's what you want to do, man. (laughs) Keep going. You're telling a good story here. That's the Uh nice way to say it. So what happened after that? Well... After a little pee break and some quick photography on the on the butte, we got back in the boat and uh, we spun around three or four times trying. To, <laughs> it was first of all we're in like half a foot of water maybe, so that, yeah. you're not yeah you're not digging in with the oars like you you don't have a lot of leverage there and that wind pushed you like a pinball in between rocks and <laughs> shallow areas. Um, yeah, but what, 45 minutes later, we got out of there. <laughs> something, something like that. Yeah. I think, I think it took us about an hour to travel a hundred yards down river. And then that's you, guys the did a, you guys did a in 360, uh, oarsman change though. Like I've never seen that's some sort of secret. Like we have that skill. Yeah. We've pra- we've practiced changing the oar. who's on the oar seat quite frequently. <laughs> we got it down. We, we've done it. We've done it pretty good now. And that's in my playbook now. Then yeah. Caleb started rowing in the white caps and that was the end of day one. I'll tell you what though. Um, we had some good laughs about the white caps, but you, Caleb, you made a decision to turn the, the boat around and row into it. And that was brilliant. The, actually the, the river at handled that incredibly well. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever seen white caps blown the wrong way against the current, <laughs> like, yeah, that's I've a serious been, thing. I've never know? been blown up river in swift current like that i mean it was it's not like the water wasn't moving the water is moving it wasn't you know, 100 we were still going the wrong way I mean, we 
that we have been rowing all of six months, boys. So, I mean, I know there's a lot of time in our lives that we've been doing this, but uh, yeah, uh, it, it was quite a day. So we get back on, that was Friday night and uh, that was a night. The whole crew goes to the bowling alley, oh, eat yeah. some burgers. And uh, I just want to give a big shout out to the DJ at the bowling alley. We were, we were jamming this some, uh, <laughs> Some hot licks. Yeah, so, man. Yeah. Middle, taking, taking us back to high school. Middle school and high school all over again. And You're uh, like, Frank, why'd you tight roll your pants? I'm like, don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, and so the, the next day, you know, we've kept, me and Kelly have already talked about this pretty much on the last episode of the pod, just the fishing the next day. But we were in the boat with Frank again the next day. And I don't know about you, Frank, what, what kind of highlights from day two or just things you kind of remember other than like, it was, to me, I told Kelly it was crazy. Like, we're not used to it. 15 trucks when you start yeah. out in the morning. I mean, was, that was cool for me. I mean, cool and not cool all in the same way, but it was kind of interesting. We had a convoy, man. I, I hopped in uh, the Terraflex Jeep, the Mojave, yeah, with, with Aaron, um, who, you know, is the guy that literally welds and, and fabricates the frames for the river at. So super cool to be able to hang with Aaron. Um, incredible to, to run through the desert and in that vehicle. That thing's crazy. It gets some looks, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, but yeah, to your point, like just roll into the river with a convoy of rafts. I don't know, man. It feels, it feels like there's a lot of anticipation, especially on day two. Cause I felt like I knew the river a little bit, you know? Um, and we, the big highlight for me was dropping into that first, that first run, Yeah, you that know, shelf that we kind of sat on for a while. Yeah, I hooked into whatever that thing was. Um, man, I inch brown trout that's what it was. I, I think saying so. on this pod, <laughs> I appreciate it. I never got to look at it, I'll say that. Um, and I was fighting that thing for a while. You know, time starts to slow down when you're in the midst of uh trying to land a big fish, and I put them on the reel early. Um, because we were fishing, I had 5x on, you know, and uh you're not going to go horsing around a 30 inch trout on five X. So I thought I had him, played him for a little bit, had him up in the shallow. He dropped back off the shelf and, uh, it was a long range release, you know, <laughs> yeah, that, that was new terminology for me that I really kind of going to take. Thank, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that that's what I've added to the, Hey, the fly, the fly stayed on the tippet, man. So, you know, it was good for the fish. It was good for me. Uh, the tug is the drug. I got a little bit of uh, adrenaline rush off of it to start the day. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, so I think we need to let at this point everybody kind of knows about the rest of the day of fishing. Did some photo ops, but I think yeah. we need to let Frank tell his story from Saturday evening because uh, this is a me story if I've ever had one. This is so something I would do. And after this story, I kind of realized that me and Frank have a lot more in common than I realized. <laughs> So we'll talk to anybody. Yeah. 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 Okay. Dude, Frank, listen, there's a, we, you, you heard we got stuck in the airport, you know, on our way back home. Yeah. There, there's a lot worse people to be stuck in the airport with than my brother. Cause Ah, that's true. I mean, it was nuts. How many people, man, what are those things you got? You know, we're carrying our rod tubes through the airport. What are those things, man? And then, you know, then it's an hour later. So, he, uh, he 45 minutes later, would you don't like know a stranger the dad sure. of a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely not against that. So, uh, no, no problem at all with self-promotion with this guy. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, man, tell us. So what happened? So we, you know, we got off the water that afternoon. We decided to head on back. You had plans to stay in Utah that night, didn't you? Yeah. So I was flying out Sunday and, um, you know, we, we cut day two a little bit short just because the wind showed up around one o'clock and all of us had had our fill of that. And we had some pretty good fishing that day. And, you know, I felt pretty blessed leaving the river when we did, but, uh, I, um, I hopped in the truck with Aaron and I had a hotel down in Salt Lake about two hours from where we were and give away too much information, but, um, you know, so Aaron was nice enough to, to give me a ride into town and you guys are riding with Brian and, uh, you know, Aaron and I were kind of driving in town. I said, man, look at that river. That's, that's beautiful. What is that? So, oh, that's the Provo. And I'm looking at him and I'm looking at my watch and I'm thinking to myself, Hmm, 
I got a hotel room and I don't have a flight until six o'clock tomorrow. So, okay. I said, well, yeah, that is a beautiful river. Let's, uh, let's go, you know, get some dinner. So we grabbed dinner and when we were sitting there, you guys got the messages from good old, where, which where were we on Delta? Yeah. Yeah. From Delta. Yeah. Telling us our Delta let you know that there was a bit of a complication and, uh, you know, <clears throat> I travel a lot, so I'm pretty used to that, but I knew you guys were feeling some stress from it. And, uh, we, we went back to the trucks and, uh, I said to Aaron, I said, Hey man, uh, it's not going to get dark for a couple hours. And, you know, Joshua and Caleb, they got a bunch of stuff to deal with. I said, let's get out of their hair. What do you think about hitting the river? And he's like, man, I haven't been there in a while. My dad used to take me to the Provo all the time. So well, perfect. Let's give him a call, <laughs> you know? Um, so Aaron's dad, uh, gave us a, like three different put-ins um, that are pretty near town. And, uh, we pulled up and there's three or four trucks there, but it's towards the end of the day. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm not stressing it, man. You know, it's a public access and I'm thinking to myself, man, those dudes have probably been on the water all day. So they'll probably be heading out and be good timing, maybe catch a dry fly bite. So <clears throat> we, uh, we hike in and get all suited up. We had the Terraflex Jeep with us and it was parked in the parking lot. And the thing's got 40 inch tires on it. So <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like pulling a bigfoot into a fly fishing put in you know it's like it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous um aaron and i are fishing around we're hiking downstream and i hear you know you guys know the sound now it's a drone right um and i look up and i'm like man that looks an awful lot like a dji3 which is like a i don't know four thousand dollar drone and i'm thinking to myself either there's a weekend warrior out here there's you know there's somebody pretty serious and uh IFTD was in Salt Lake all yeah, week, right? Yeah, that's right. So I'm I'm hiking further down the river and I'm thinking about it, thinking about it, I'm starting to put two and two together. I'm like, man, I wonder if it's somebody from the IFTD just putting in a little bit of time in the water before they fly out. And uh, Aaron and I uh, drop into a hole, we're fishing, not having much luck. And I look down the stream about 300 feet, 400 feet, and I see a really big guy in the most beautiful hole of the Provo I've seen that day. And he's catching fish. <clears throat> I'm thinking to myself, man, that's a really good looking hole. And he's decked out in Orvis gear, you know? So uh, he looks up at us and he walks out of it. And I'm like, man, I think he just bequeathed us that incredible fishing spot. So I'm like, Aaron, let's, let's hike down a little bit. We meet him on the trail. I said, we exchange pleasantries. And I think I recognize his face. And I'm like, all right, well, whatever. So we go fish end up catching a fish on a dry fly, nice, beautiful, wild brown trout. And uh, Aaron and I are celebrating. We're on cloud nine. He couldn't be more excited, you know, for me to catch the fish. And, and we hike back and I see this big guy meet up with like four other dudes. Those four other dudes all decked out in Orvis gear. I'm like, huh, we, uh, we hit the parking lot before they did. And all of a sudden a dog comes running up as we're changing out of our waders. And it's a beautiful dog. It's a hunting dog, you know, and I start playing with it. And here comes the five guys all decked out in Orvis gear. And uh, they see the Jeep and they start asking us about the Jeep. They're like, what's Terraflex, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, we're having a really nice chat with them. And they ask us, uh, they, they asked if they could do some, maybe some uh, cross marketing with, uh, with Terraflex, you know? And, and uh, I, I asked the big guy like, Hey, are you guys in the industry? You know? And he's like, yeah, actually we're, we're with Orvis. And I was like, where do you live? He's like, I live in Vermont. I'm like, thinking to myself, oh my goodness, wait a minute. This is Sean Combs. Like, <laughs> this isn't just, <laughs> this, is this isn't like the Orvis employee that's sweeping the floors. Like, this is the head of product development for Orvis. A really nice chat. Um, you know, and before I know it, he he turns around and and grabs a rod tube out of the back of his truck and turns around and says, Hey, do you guys do any tight line fishing? Any urine thing? I was like, man, I'm really trying to get into it, you know? And he hands me the rod and says, well, <laughs> you might, you might do well with this. And I look down, it's a Helios three blackout edition, 11 foot three weight. And I'm just like, dude, get out of here. He's like, I'm trying to get out of here. <laughs> you know? I, I just couldn't believe it, man. That's like a thousand dollar fly rod and just, unbelievable experience man i was like shaking you know 
you were so shaking that you forgot to mention these two guys you just met that run Dads on the Fly podcast. <laughs> like, you were so out of, you forgot. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, what a what a great I need two more man. Yeah, what a <laughs> what a great story. It was yeah, just awesome. I, you text. I think you text me while we were sitting in the airport, and I showed Caleb the picture, and I was like, "You are not going to believe this crap." Or you called me one, and Caleb couldn't hear, and I was like, "You're not going to believe this." So, um, I what, mean, after the weekend we just had, right? Yeah, we were exactly. out there with the River Rat crew. Um, I caught a fish on the Provo, you know, on a dry fly bite. Like, I literally if I get hit by the bus, you know, I would have been like, man, that was a good life. But then to have that experience in the parking lot and have, you know, Sean Combs <laughs> and what, what a, a Helio three, man. So cool. Just crazy. Those, the Orvis guys are so nice. Um, you know, I like they're living their message, man. He, that, that dude walked out of that hole knowing that we, we were looking to catch fish, super polite, you know, and very engaging. So I'm thankful, man. Super blessed. Like, I think Joshua, you said, man, you're the luckiest man alive. Like, I really think you might be right. You know, we're going to keep hanging with you. I know that maybe some of them rub off, but anyway, (laughs) but we just like you, but if the luck comes with it, you know, I totally screwed up though. Like I should have, I should have taken the rod and looked at him and said, does this mean I have to get skinny waiters now? (laughs) (laughs) That's That's great. You should have been like, okay, please uh, be look on the lookout for the newest Fish Hands Frankie video featuring <laughs> the Helios 3. Yeah, that's it. Um, Give it a share. Yeah. Make sure <laughs> you, you would have been like, who? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've heard of him. Um, we're going to take a break, guys, and we're going to come back and talk about Fish Hands Frankie and his videos and also about just uh, being the dad life in Missouri, a little bit about Missouri fisheries. And uh, and then we'll call it a wrap. Y'all, y'all, anything else for Wyoming, Utah that we missed? Hey, man. Yeah, just just one thing before we go into that, Frank. If you could, ha- you know, wrap up real briefly just your your experience of that trip. We we kind of tried to do that in our last episode. I'd love to hear it from somebody else, though. Just kind of uh, like the 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 best thing about it, the biggest takeaway you had from it, um, from that trip with the whole River at crew. You know, when you get a gut instinct about a company. Or, I mean, like, it's a big investment getting a boat, right? And I don't care if you're getting a canoe, a kayak, a drift rat. Like, it's yeah. a big investment, man, you know? Um, I, my gut instinct around the Walker family and the customer service they have at River Rat was spot on, man. I mean, look what it led to, you know? Getting on the plane to go out there and, and be part of their annual spring trip. Just, just incredible. I mean, I couldn't... I couldn't say enough about, um, they really live what they believe in, which is they know they're going to change people's lives. When you get that boat, it opens up so much water and like, not just in your backyard, but think about it, man, we're on a Western water tailwater that I never thought I'd row on in my entire life. So for me, that was kind of the, the moment that I look back on just that gut instinct to me and like, man, I'm so thankful I'm doing business with a small, a small company. Yeah, same here. I'm still not sure I rode on it, but I was on it. You <laughs> <laughs> paddled a couple of times for sure. I did a couple of strokes. So. <laughs> All right, take a break. We'll come back with more uh, with uh, Mr. Fish Hands Frank. We'll be right back. Hey, folks, we want to take the, uh, just a minute to inform you of some exciting news for Dads on the Fly. We now have an official website, Caleb. Yeah, man. Dads on the Fly. Dot com. Dadsonthefly.com. There you can find all 30 plus four, episodes. 30 plus episodes. <laughs> I think 34 of our episodes. Uh, you can also find some bio information about Caleb and myself. And uh, we're going to hopefully in the near future have some blog writing stuff. Caleb's going to do some writing. And uh, hopefully this summer we'll have our YouTube channel connected to that website and some other things. So, uh, can't wait to use that. We also have a new email address you can reach us at. It's thedads at dadsonthefly.com. So please reach out to us via email to tell us what you think about the website or just what you think about the pod. We love hearing from all of our listeners. I want to give a big shout out to my wife, Laura, for helping us get that website up and running. She worked uh, a lot longer than I did on it the other night to get it rolling. So uh, please check it out, guys, and let us know what you think. It's just dadsonthefly.com. 
Yeah, make sure to go check that website out. You can go see all the episodes from the podcast. You'll also be able to learn a little bit more about Joshua and myself. Videos are coming to that website. Merch is hopefully coming to that website as well, possibly in the future, maybe not just yet. But we're excited. This is going to be a great landing page for all things Dads on the Fly. So make sure to check it out at www.dadsonthefly. Without further ado, let's get back to today's episode. All right, folks, we are back with uh, Frank and Fish Hands Frankie, as we like, or Fast Hands Frankie, as we now call him. Um, but uh, I met, kind of started following Frank on Instagram, and he uh, he's really good in front of the camera. So, well, thank you. I don't yeah. think that, you know, it's one of those things you're like ner- super nervous at first. Like, what are people going to think I'm doing out here with this GoPro? You, we, I have a face for radio. Yeah, we I, both do. Yeah. We have a podcast <laughs> face. So, you know, you have the camera face and it, it was, it's awesome. But I want to talk a little bit about a couple of your videos. Um, and you might want to talk about how you, if, if you want to, you can go into detail about how you shoot or whatever. But and if you want to do that, just kind of how you got into doing videos. And then I want to talk about a couple of them specifically that I checked out for the second time today. I wanted to talk about for a minute, but just what led to videos or did you always kind of get into that or man? I, so like probably most anglers out there, right. If you can't be on the water, you know, the next best thing is watching somebody else be on the water. Right. So I have consumed 10 years worth of fishing on YouTube and I mean, there's some amazing stuff out there. The New Zealand guys are just, oh, you man. know, bucket list stuff right Tripping yeah, on trout. I, that is my bucket list is to go down there yeah. like, i want to go yeah. down there so bad yeah um but there's just so much content out there that you know makes you feel connected so i um i got a good buddy aj who runs outdoors podcasts um you guys you guys are getting to know aj um he is a marketing guru he's a content guru the dude is just lights out and when i I, one day we're at our local fly shop and I said, AJ, you know, man, I think I, I might want to start a YouTube channel, you know? And he, like, he lit up. He's like, dude, that's great news. Like, I, I can't believe you're you're into this. I'm like, well, I don't know yet, you know, (laughs) like, uh, but he's, he's offered me a lot of advice. I'm like, where do I start? He's like, man, go check out these channels about, you know, how to tell a story, you know? And he's like, don't just go out shooting random stuff you know, go out with a story in mind, or if you're out there and something crazy happens, you know, make sure you've got footage and B-roll that will like tell the day, um, so that people can kind of live that experience that that you were out there with. So, um, my first videos are, you know, they're, they're up there. They're not great. (laughs) Right. But you can see, like, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Um, my Wisconsin driftless video, you know, I caught a couple of the biggest, brown trout, you know, that I'd ever, those are my PBs. They're on video. Um, you know, and I started out just with a couple of GoPros and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, they're starting to get better. Like the craziest thing I've learned editing is about audio, like uh, editing audio throughout a video is and shaping sounds, you know, one of my last videos, like the hand claps and laughing, it's not the hand hand claps and laughing from the people I was with. Like those are edited in. <laughs> and and now I'm starting to see that in like like the the last wildfly video that came out. I watched it last night. His sound design is one of the most amazing things in the world. It's like bird sounds through the entire video. North Carolina native there. Thank you very much. Oh, Shout out. Scotty, Shout out. on another level, man. Appalachian State, baby. We were both <laughs> alums. Well, Scotty got his start. He shot a video with his college buddies 30 minutes from our house in the original tuck fly shop in Bryson city um, on the tuck, which is one of the rivers we float. And I found those, I mean, I found those guys in the end. That was, you know, not golly, that's years ago. Years ago. Yeah, many years um, ago. I've kind of been following him ever since. Uh, but you said something that I think, I don't know if you meant it to do it this way, but I feel like you do. I feel like you have kind of found your own niche and you do a lot of cool things, making your videos unique to you. Uh, for example, the most recent big sky, big, you were in the big sky, sky Montana, I think big sky outfitters, or I can't remember the name, but you're on the Gallatin, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Gallatin river outfitters. Yeah. What, what a sweet video 
um, you just nailing trout all day on that one. And it was like 14 degrees or something, right? It was, it was 11 degrees when we hit the water. Um, you were that just trip, killing fish. <laughs> well, I was with Trey Brash, man. That dude's been guiding in Montana for 25 years. He primarily guides out of the slide in. He's like best buddies with Kelly Gallup, man. And um, you can tell that dude put me on him. Um, we were, you know, showed me how to tension cast. I had never cast on Western water in 20 mile an hour wind before. Right. So you can kind of see throughout that video, like I'm starting to figure it out and I'm starting to be able to deliver the flies in the right zone, in the right part of the water. And, um, and Trey calls it out. He's like, okay, right there. That's a great cast. And sure enough, like as soon as I get the right drift, like, boom, there's another fish that, that video, um, you can literally see me learning throughout the day. Yeah, it's a cool video. The other thing I want to call out on your videos, because we, we really hope people will go, guys, go check these videos out. You got to go, go check them out. They're great. And, uh, you know, he has some short, shorter videos and he has some longer videos, which I like from a content person. If I'm going on YouTube, sometimes I got 10 minutes and sometimes I got 45. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's yeah. cool that you have a mix. Um, yeah. But what you'll also find out watching his videos, which we didn't get to experience with Frank in Wyoming, but we're going to when he comes to Western North Carolina he's also a chef on the water (laughs) (laughs) shark game is strong boys one video you're cooking like chicken what chicken tacos or man you're yeah we made tacos out in the back of the raft are you just cooking out on a jet bowl uh yeah pretty much sometimes we we strap an old like 50 year old coleman stove to the engine mount on the river rat i love it (laughs) if you don't plan on putting an engine on the back of that boat, like just strap an old Coleman to it, man. It's a perfect. <laughs> it's a great it? idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no reason to suffer out there. Like have an experience, have an adventure. Um, that's one of my favorite things. Like if I go out in, in Missouri with, with a guide here, one of my buddies, Ryan Walker, shout out to Ozark Smallmouth Alliance. Um, I'm bringing charcuterie with me on the river, man. You know, like, I'm not waiting for the guide to bring, bring sandwiches. I'm like, I want to have, I want to enhance their day, (laughs) you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Cooking out on the water is one of the best things that you can do. Well, that's one of the things like I loved about when we were fishing with you um, when we were out West is just, I got, I got that from you a lot too, of just like, Hey man, dude, we're out here having an experience. Let's, let's slow down and let's enjoy it. Like let's, We ain't gotta be in no hurry. We ain't gotta be rushing. Let's let's take our time. Let's let's experience all this place has to offer. And nobody's uh, clicking off an abacus with how many fish you're catching. You exactly. Know? Just no to, one cares. Yeah. <laughs> Just to kind of piggyback on our last episode and all of his positivity led to a Helios three rod. I mean, that's what we're trying to keep. <laughs> we're trying to help people out here. Power saying, positivity. Look, power man. positivity being. And that's why Frank fits so well in our boat with us. And, you know, we're going to be now lifelong fishing, fishing friends is because we all share a same like core, like, Hey, we're out here to have fun. We're out here to explore new water. We're out here to give back to our children. And I know that's something that I've seen. You have a video, one of your videos with, with your kids. Yeah. It was an early one. Yeah. Yeah. My son trip. Yeah. And what is it that you, uh, you know, we always like to go dad skills and dad tips, but how do you, you know, get your kids into fishing? I know you're, we all are doing it in different ways, but just what's something that yeah. you do? Um, first of all, set your expectations low on the actual fishing portion, set your expectations through the roof on making sure they have an adventure. You know, um, I bet if you asked trip what his highlight of that day was, it would have been losing his crock in a pile of mud. And then me fishing it out, (laughs) you know, all the way up to my neck in the water and coming up with that crock and be like, I got it, buddy. No (laughs) You don't have to walk back to the truck with one crock. Um, so like, that's, that's the biggest thing. Fishing's part of it, you know, but it's not the most important part. Um, I ran into a guy, Greg and his, his 13 year old son on the Provo and his son sitting there just throwing tight loops and, ripping streamers down the river. And I was like, I was like, Greg, how'd you get your son into this? He's like, man, I just take him to the river. And eventually he, he just wanted to do it himself. Trip's been tying flies since he was five years old. So I've been told that if you get your kids flying, uh, tying flies, like 
eventually they're going to say like, Hey, I want to go catch a fish on this. And that's when they really get hooked on the fishing part. So I'm just trying to expose them to it. You know, my dad saw that in me, like I really love music at a young age and he just show up with a new instrument be like, Hey, you want to try to play trombone today? I'd be like, yeah, dad, I'll check that out. I think fishing's kind of like that. Like there's a lot of different aspects to a great angler and um, just expose your kids to it. See what catches, um, but go, go out there with low expectations on the fishing part. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah I love I the adventure. Good. I think, yeah, I think we should. Yeah. That's a good, just have more adventures with our kids word. make things and, and they can be small things, make little things adventures, man. When my kids were young, adventure used to be when it rained, played in mud puddles for 45 minutes as yeah. an adventure, you know, I've totally. video clips of that. And it's just, yeah. I think the other thing is like, see the day through their eyes. Right. And that, that's the best part of it. When you get your kids out there, you get to relive being six years old again on the river with your dad, you know, and that's something pretty special for me. That's what I really look forward to. Okay. So I want to ask this question. Um, my spring break starts on Monday. And, uh, oh, yeah. So we're doing this on what? What night is this? Is Wednesday night? This is Wednesday. Okay, it's Wednesday. Yeah. So um, I have a trip planned. I hope that I'm going to get my kids on the boat for the first time. Oh, um, man. We're, we're not going to go to a river. We're going to, we got a small like mountain lake that holds like stock trout and stuff. Yes. So, uh, so have you, have you done that? A, and what do you think about my, my plan for, I mean, I know, I feel like I can handle a lake, so I'm not going to be like rowing trouble. <laughs> Boys, appreciate you. Yeah, as long as the wind doesn't pick up, you'll be good. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm going to take another adult with me. Like it's going to be a family experience here. But like, I'm, I got some. What do you think, Frank? You think it's going to be a success story? A hundred percent, man. Do you want to have a good adventure? You know, that's the only question. Heck yeah, right. my daughter's already talking about swimming, which I'm not sure I'm gonna allow that to happen. But she's like, I just want to jump <laughs> off to of snow it. this weekend. <laughs> so I, I see a, a invest future investment in the short term here and maybe some new PFDs. But uh yeah, I mean, you know, make sure the kids have PFDs. Um, you know, maybe get some throw bags for the boat. I've been thinking about maybe adding that to my lineup just in case. Most of the rivers I'm on, like probably never need to use a throw bag, but it's not a terrible thing to have, you know? Um, but yeah, that's, that sounds awesome. I, so here's my deal. I haven't had my family in the boat yet on Missouri water. And I know that's coming up. So it's on my mind too. Um, but I'm after, you know, rowing out West, like I am supremely confident that I can do that safely now. And uh, I have got the confidence to do that. Probably similar to me. We both got our rafts cold time of year i'm so ready for warm weather i can't stand it <laughs> i mean I, i'm i'm planning I, I was fortunate enough to get my wife starting to kind of like fly fishing and some of the warm weather we had in october and november and now that we've got this boat i mean I'm, I'm feeling like you know it's going to be like you know a nicholas sparks book out there you know we're just gonna be rowing down the river together <laughs> catching fish it's gonna be great so, about the line. Yeah, man. yeah it's just gonna be perfect <laughs> i'm you know, I don't know if I'll take my fly rods um, the first time we got the family out in the raft, but, uh, you know, we've got some absolutely gorgeous water in the Ozarks. I mean, you know, there's, there's places to avoid the plastic hatch in the summertime, you know, if you know where to go. And so I'm hoping my goal for this summer is to do an overnight on the water with the family, you know, float, have a nice day, relax, camp, cook dinner out there, wake up in the morning and finish the float. We we have that same thing planned. Just just the two of us just right now. Fan, yeah. Probably we'll a couple be, nights on the water. Just be the dads. We have a just a great resource we found that have like uh there's actually a fly shop that we hope to be on soon that they they're actually on the water on the headwaters of the French Broad and they Ooh. they maintain a campsite. So you kind of just give them a little fee and you float the first day to that campsite. And the next day there's another, like they've maintained these campsites for people to do this. They'll shuttle for you too. Uh, they will, but uh, yeah. we've got a lot of family around here. So that's cool. Just, we can get somebody to just drop it for us and we should be fine. But, uh, but yeah, yep. that sounds awesome, man. Any other dad tips you want to throw out Frank before we, uh, do we, do we miss anything? I, I want to make sure I got those videos, which I think I did. And um, we'll, we'll, make sure everybody goes and checks that out and we'll tag him on all of our social anything else just tip wise that you want to throw out to the people or, um, or maybe we should ask this before this because yeah. people probably have wondered this question that listen to our pod what is it like to 
spend six hours in close proximity with the dads. We, we may not want to know the answer to this question. <laughs> we might have to edit this out later. The proof is in the pudding, gentlemen. If you spend two days on a boat with a teacher and a preacher, you will be handed a Helios 3. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's every uh, we, we dude. If we ever started a God service, that would be money. Like we just like we we'll let Frank like write the first Our review. First like, was <laughs> Testament, your first testimonial, right there. Yeah, man. that's it. Oh, um, I I feel super blessed to be in a, a community of um, you know conservation forward anglers here in Missouri. Um, you guys said it on the last podcast. Like, if you're not finding positive people to be around and fly fishing. Like you're just looking in the wrong spots. Um, it's all out there and I'm super thankful to have met you guys and be able to spend time with you in carbon based, actually in person, you know, and, um, I really look forward to coming East and, and getting on your home waters. Same here, man. We, uh, we felt the exact same way. It was just such a blessing. Um, you know, the, the fishing while we were out there in Wyoming wasn't what we had, you know, maybe it hoped it was, but the experience was still way better than I expected. Cause we got to hang out with a bunch of like-minded people um, yeah. that are, that are, they, that are focused on the right things. And um, when it comes to the sport that we love. And uh, so it, it was great, man. We had such a great time meeting and hanging out with you. And uh, we, we got a plan. We got a trip planned to the Ozarks, hopefully here in the next, next 12 months. There's two Let's open see. seats on my boat, boys. You come, you come my way anytime you want. It's we already know he can time. row, so I'm in. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it. And cook. And cook. That's <laughs> it. And cook. Double. All right, guys. So that's going to be all for episode uh, 30, 30, 34. Um, be looking for on the lookout for episode 35, where we are going to recap mine and Caleb's spring break. Caleb's going to do some family camping. I'm going to do some family fishing. So that should be an exciting episode for all the folks. I uh, want to give a big shout out again. Please go check him out. Fish Hands Frankie on YouTube and on Instagram is where I mainly keep up with him. Um, great YouTube channel, guys. Go subscribe. If you go, make sure you get that subscribe sure button. Subscribe. Uh, get that YouTube <laughs> channel uh, rocking for him. And uh, Frank, we can't thank you enough, man. Have a great evening. Thanks for doing this. Thanks so much. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. It's been wonderful. And until next time, tight lines. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dads on the Fly. We hope this episode has inspired and encouraged you as a parent or an angler as we wade through the fishing and parenting life on the fly. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Dads on the Fly and shoot us a message as we always love to hear from you. If you are interested in needing Dads on the Fly merchandise, you can find it there as well. Send us a message and we'd be happy to supply you with stickers or t-shirts. If you found this podcast helpful or entertaining, please leave a review on Apple Podcast. Until next time tight lines.